Dear leaders, the Leaders Lounge brought to you by the World Class Training Institute is here for you. Leaders need support too, and this is where you'll find it. This podcast will give you the tools, tips, and strategies to help you lead your teams to success. Also, here you will find a soft place to land when your leadership journey feels overwhelming. We will help you to know that you are not alone in handling some of the challenges that you face. Finally, be sure to access worldclasstraining.net. That's worldclasstraining.net to view all of our leadership programs and make sure that you access our newest book, Unpacking Agape, the Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership at worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. Now, here's the show. My focus is too critical for me not to guard it. Now, that. we talked about this. You have an alarm on your house because yes. you love it. Yes. You yes. have an alarm on your car because yes. you right. love it. You have alarm notifications set up on your online banking. Yes. Yes. So if anybody tries fraud, you get notified. Yes, but yet, you leave your focus unguarded. unguarded. That's so good. Somebody type, guard your focus. Guard, guard your focus. focus. No, somebody ought to just type, guard your right focus. Guard your focus. Guard I your can't focus. let you come around because I'm guarding my no, focus. My alarm go off when I get around foolish on, people. Man. See, you ain't got to have nothing to be around me, yeah. but you at least got to be focused on something yes. to be around me. Because yes. distracted people do what? Distract, distract people. people. If I don't call you back, I'm guarding my focus. Yes, if I don't come around, I'm guarding That's my good. focus. Why? I am too determined That's to good. go where God is calling me to settle so where I've always been. This segment by Pastor Mike Jr. out of Alabama was one that significantly changed the trajectory of my life last year when I heard it. Y'all, welcome back to the Leaders Lounge. I am Dawn Morris, the Chief Training Officer of the World Class Training Institute. And of course, the Leaders Lounge is where you can find all of the tools and strategies that you need to help lead yourselves and your teams to be your best personal and professional selves. And y'all, this quote, this clip from Pastor Mike Jr., if that does not help you be your best personal self, I'm not sure what can, because this one here about guarding our focus. And when Pastor Mike says, you have an alarm on your car because you have because you love it. You have alarm notifications set up on your online banking so that if anybody messes with your account, you get notified. And yet, and I'm paraphrasing, we leave our focus unguarded. And last week we talked about the idea of chunking so that we can manage our time and manage our days better. But strategies like chunking, managing our energy window, scheduling our day, none of that becomes as effective as it can be if we fail to guard our focus. So for the next couple of minutes, I want to talk to you about what that means. What does guarding your focus look like or not look like? Because as leaders, it is so critical to focus on the thing or things that is or are going to get you to 
the place that you want yourselves and your teams to go. So when I think about guarding my focus, I think first about the distraction that is people. And as leaders, we have to be very sensitive because there's a balancing act that has to take place. You have team members and team members need to feel supported and need to know that you're there to serve them. However, as leaders, it's also important that you are able to guard your focus so that you can get your management or tactical things done and that you also are able to keep your emotional health where it needs to be. So as leaders, when we're thinking about the people factor, here are a couple of um, ideas or strategies that I'd like for you to consider. The first one is team members who come to you when they want your time or your talents when they want them. Well, as leaders who want to be your most effective selves, being available to everybody means that you're not the best you can be to anybody. So what do I mean by that? If I can come to you and I can say, hey, Dave, can you come speak to me for a minute? And I'm running over here to help Dave. And then Samantha comes over and says, hey, Dave, can I get a couple of minutes of your time? I got some something that I need over here. And I run over there and take care of that. And then if I go over here because um, Jack has called me for something and I go help Jack and I'm running, 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 I'm probably not giving to any one task all that I need to give it. So when it comes to our team members who may want to pull on us and may want to grab us to do one thing or another or another, a couple of things have to take place. Number one, I recommend that you do use that chunking technique to say, this is my time that I am going to primarily handle team member concerns each day. So if somebody comes to you and says, hey, I need to talk to you. Hey, I need to meet with you then, hey, schedule that time, maybe the first thing in the morning or the last thing in the afternoon, and you can rotate each day that this is your time for team member, the team member chat time. So anybody who wants to come to you to talk to you, have them schedule a window of time within that team member chat time. Also, you may want to schedule if you want to have time open to the team member body as a whole, perhaps once a month or once a quarter. I think Mark Zuckerberg used to do this. I'm not sure if he still does, but made himself open to the entire company so that any questions that the company, that team members in the company had, they could talk directly to him for a certain period of time. By scheduling your day or days around team member chat times, then you're able to give your team members your undivided attention when handling their concerns or their chat times. So um, that's the first thing with people. The second thing with people um, involves people outside of your, perhaps of your immediate department, but still indirectly affecting how you are able to focus. And that is about 
meetings. Meetings, meetings, meetings. Meetings are a natural part of running an organization. You have to meet, I guess. <laughs> oh, you have to meet, I guess. But what is that meeting going to look like? So I was training in a class last week, and I was super happy to hear one young lady say that when she schedules her meetings, number one, she has an agenda. When you are in control of the meeting, you should always have an agenda. And my boss, when I was at um, the company, a couple of companies before I started my business, uh, used to always have an agenda for our meetings. Uh, in addition, she would send the meeting and ask us if there was anything that needed to be added so that and each agenda item had a time period. So we weren't just talking on and on and on and on and on about one subject or another. If we were going to talk about um, our training schedule, for instance, that time allotment would be 10 minutes and the people who needed to contribute, their names were on the agenda as well so that we knew. And if it was everybody who, because we were having an open brainstorming moment, then it would say all and 10 minutes training schedule. And within that 10 minute allotment, we will be talking about whatever we needed to talk about around that topic for the agenda. If it went past, if for some reason we weren't able to, to cover everything in the 10 minutes, then we would either table it to the next meeting or we would take our action items so that we could handle things outside of the meeting. But we were not going to go outside of the window of the time allotment that we gave to each subject item. So when we're having our meetings, in terms of guarding our focus, we want to make sure that we are laser focused on what we're covering and the time that we are going to grant to those items. Now, I'm sure you're saying that works fine for if I'm scheduling the meetings, but what about these meetings where people are scheduling me to attend? Well, no, you don't have quite as much control over that. However, these are the things that you can control when you are in these meetings. Number one, have a hard stop. Unless it's your boss. If it's your boss, then you may have to say, you know what, I got to give way to that. But I would even, if to the best of my ability, have some conversations with my boss. If the boss is, um, you know, scheduling meetings that are not in alignment with the things that you have to do for your team, or if they're scheduling meetings that you're finding are not following a, an agenda, sometimes you have to lead up. It's 360 degree leadership, which means that sometimes you have to lead up. And leading up may look like asking your boss for an agenda. Hey, do we have an agenda for today's meeting? Or saying, hey, um, you know, I found that agendas really are helpful. Would you like to see a template of one that I have? Or is there a way that we can start using agendas for our meetings? Um, another thing is um, letting the him or her know, you know, I actually do have a hard stop at this particular time. Can we, are we okay to either leave the meeting or can we make sure that the topics that cup that are um, directly impacting our team, my individual team are discussed in the time allotment that I have so that um, 
your day is not sucked up and your focus is taken off because your leader has scheduled or scheduled a meeting that is not in alignment with what you're doing or has um, usurped your day so that you cannot focus on the things that you're supposed to do. Now, again, this may be leadership, so leadership may be challenging and um, may not allow for this, but again, that's in the circle of influence, but not necessarily the circle of control. So if you cannot control it, then it's just something then that you're going to, that you may have to work around. But if you can, then work that out so that you can guard your focus. Guard your focus. And, and it, oftentimes it's that old adage, we have not because we ask not. So sometimes you have to make the ask so that you can then get the things that you want to get. All righty. So that's it about around people. We have to make sure that we guard our focus and not let the people distractions get to us in the work world. And now let's talk about home with our friends and our um, family. It's important that we even guard our focus with our friends and our family. So what does that look like? Hey, girl. Come hang with me. Uh, it's only going to be an hour. You can go right on back to what you're doing. I just want somebody to run to the store with me right quick. That is not guarding your focus. Because was that what you planned to do for the day? No. And like I shared when I taught um, time management last week, there's time and then there's duration. So time is the raw number that it's going to take you. Duration includes everything else. And I think I talked about this last week when I talked about chunking. So this one hour, hey, just run to, to the store is probably going to turn into three easily between the travel there, travel back, getting ready to go and the wait at least three hours. So again, we have to guard our focus and we have to exercise our right to say, y'all ready? No, I can't do it. No, no, thank you. Not going to be able to make it this time. And be okay with that. And be okay with that. Do not let people's agenda take you off of your square. And they will do it. They will do it if you let them. But if you do not let them, you will be happier for it. All right, so family and friends too. Do not allow them to um, take you off of your focus and off of the things that matter most to you and to your agenda. Now, in life, do we have to give way sometimes to um, the, the desires of our friends and our family? Sure, but make that happen for the most part when you are, when you have flex in your own schedule. Don't just think that if you have a pile of things to do that you it is necessary for you to give up your time for other people, even phone calls. I have a relative who calls me 
very frequently. She's up in age. And I know that it's pretty much going to be the same conversation over and over again. And I have determined that if I have time to talk to her, I will go ahead and take up that time. But even with that, I'm watching my cell phone. At the 30-minute mark, I'm wrapping it up. I am no longer going to allow her to go into that same conversation 40 minutes, an hour, back and forth, over and over again, over the same relatives, the same issues and everything. We're not doing it. No. If I see her call and I have time, I will answer then. If not, I will call her back when I'm available. But again, I limit those conversations to 30-minute windows. Got it? So we've talked about the people factor, uh, friends and family. We've talked about the work factor, um, meetings and people at work. The next area that I want to address when we're talking about guarding our focus is around, are y'all ready? Social media. And I know y'all knew I was going to say this. And I am challenged myself even with social media because I got a new phone and it's so easy to just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. And I got a, I got a, um, what was that? The face, a Facebook sent me a survey about my news feed and how valuable it was. And based on the questions it was asking me, I, was like, why am I even on here? Because I'm like, no, it's not really valuable. It's somewhat. Um, it said something about um, is the content that you're getting content that is, is helpful to you. And I was like, kind of, sort of. Are you seeing things that are that you want to see? Are the ads, ads that you need? And all of those questions I had to really answer towards the bottom of the the survey um the likert scale towards not really to somewhat you know because it's not really valuable it is a time waster it is a time waster and i saw somebody say that most people get on facebook because they want to be entertained and that is so true it's probably entertainment first then maybe informational you know, and I know it's a great tool to market. I've used it myself uh, to market, and it does get the word out about things that we're doing. And that probably accounts for um, 10% of my useful, of the usefulness, 10% of 10% of Facebook, I should say, 10% of my social media use is useful. Um, the other 90% is probably largely in the time waster category. Maybe I'm exaggerating a bit. Maybe I could bump that up to 15%, 15, 20%. So what we what should we do? I have on my phone a um a, a timer for Facebook, but sometimes I even exceed that where it says uh, I think after one hour it'll go into um It'll say you've exceeded your time limit for the day. I think everybody has that now, has the ability to do that. You can do that, um, but I'm even finding that I'm going to have to do something else because I will go in when I'm not supposed to, even if I haven't. Um, so I am thinking in terms of guarding my focus, 
that I will only go in Facebook and Instagram and all of that at maybe two times in the day and make sure, maybe even set my alarm because I know that I'm spending in an, too much time on Facebook and Instagram and even LinkedIn. Those are my three big ones that I use. And again, I do use them for business reasons as well. I think I do a really good job of making sure that I do my business posts first thing in the morning so I get that out the way. So I'm good with posting when I need to, but I'm not very good at eliminating the need to just click on it and scroll through it and click some likes and all of that. And I really don't need to. So we have to make sure that we are guarding our focus with the social media and with um, TV and, and Netflix and chill and all of that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that there's not a place for that. I'm saying that we have to guard our focus so that those pieces because entertainment should be a part of our lives. Recreation should be a part of our lives, but it should not be um, a separator from the things that are pushing us and pulling us forward to reaching our goals. So when Pastor Mike says, distracted people do what? Distract people? That is so true. Distracted people do what? Distract people. And distractions do what? Distract people. And when you're talking about just sitting on, sitting watching a show after show after show after show after show, it's a distraction. It's no longer a targeted recreational activity. It becomes a distraction. So if you are going to watch TV, I say, again, it's okay, but put it in a window of time that you have set aside for this activity. Do not make it a part of your life because you will find that this is time you can't get back. I'm really, I have friends who have gone to see, you know, some of these um, stars, which I love them all. Mary J and the new edition and Janet Jackson, Jill Scott. I love them all. It's been interesting though, how I've thought recently, I'm like, do they go and see people? When has anybody thought about that? Do they go and see people or do they just let people come see them? And the only time there's a show is if they're in it. Because I'm starting to change my mind is to say, you know what? If it's going to be a show, I'm going to be in it. I'm not just going to spend an ordinary amount of money and time watching somebody else perform. It's cool. And there may be another person who I do it for, but it's going to have to be somebody really special. For instance... I mean, Janet, I did miss Janet, but I'm not a huge Janet fan, but she's probably on that, you know, that iconic level. Um, Michael would have been somebody I would have definitely said, okay, I need to pay to see this person. Um, Prince, I saw Prince a couple of years ago before, of course, before he passed at Essence Fest. Money well spent. I mean, the show, him, icon, yes. Um 
And some of these people who people are seeing, it's all in the, it's all, as they say, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. How we spend our money is in the eye of the beholder. I'm just saying that I'm thinking about things differently as I mature more in life. And like I said, occasionally you see these stars going to see other stars, but I have never heard somebody say they saw Janet Jackson at somebody's concert. Think about that. Wow. Because leaders are people, because people like that, they let people watch them. They're not going to pay to watch nobody. They are the star. So be a star. Guard your focus. Get your stuff together so that people are racing to see you. I recently saw the movie Air, and then I'm going to wrap up. And I, I thought about how when Nike got the contract with Air, what was so amazing was that Nike was happy, not because they had just made a lot of money. They were happy because they were allowed to spend a lot of money on Jordan. Be that person who people line up to want to spend money on. And the best way that that happens is you guard your focus. Guard your focus. Make your game so great that people want to line up to see you. All right. So the last part of what Pastor Mike said is um, why? Because where I'm going is too critical for me to settle where I've always been. And so I get challenged sometimes because a lot of pastors always say, you know, we want to change, we want to change, we want to change. And and we're always evolving, but I don't want to always say that people, you know, don't want to settle where you've always been because where you've been might, where you've always been might be great. So it's not that you want to settle where you've always been, but it's, it's that you want to ensure that where you are is exactly where you want to be. And the best way to do that is to stay laser focused on where you want to be. Stay laser focused on where you want to be. Commercial and I'm out. World-class training institute for all of your leadership and professional development needs. Please make sure that you reach out to me, worldclasstraining.net. Purchase our book, worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape, where we actually talk about being a steward of the ship. And part of being a steward of the ship is being a steward of your time. Um, And then finally, uh, you can always check out the Leaders Lounge on Amazon, uh, Spotify, and Apple. So please make sure to subscribe to this if you have not. Guard your focus. And um, please, if you have an organization that needs to have this type of training or any type of training related to systems thinking, uh, delegation, conflict resolution, any tools to help your teams work better together are in my wheelhouse. And of course, I also offer executive coaching. So worldclasstraining.net to schedule time, or you can also call me at 615-716-9990. Until next time, 
Remember, when you're better, we're absolutely better. Guard your focus and have a great week.